0: Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Hello, and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we are we're doing a holiday movie in January. I mean, technically it's still still holiday season.
1: Yeah, I feel like before Valentine's Day, it's still holiday season. That's just what the corporate calendars tell me, and I am fine with it.
0: Yes, yes. So we're doing Boxing Day. Written yeah. and directed by Amel Amin and co-written by Bruce Purnell which I I don't know who that is. So this is a film from last year.
1: Yeah, this is a 2021 film because, you know, even amidst this pandemic, movies are happening. They are being released. And this is one of them. This is a fresh comedy. We've been covering a lot of 90s mantic comedies, like late 80s, early 90s, the last few months. So it's fun to return to another new one.
0: Yeah, yeah, a new one and God. This reminds me, like, we should probably do the Charlie Day and Jenny Slate one at some point. Yeah, totally. It's like a newer one. But this one, it's not only directed and written by Amel, it is also starring Amel as Melvin, a famous author in America who is originally from London, specifically the Caribbean community in London and so much of the movie takes place in that area. And that honestly carried me through a lot of this movie (laughs) because like in terms of like the relationships, I'm not the main relationship. I'm not super invested, but every single Caribbean person on screen, I was 100% invested, want the best for them. I, you know, beautiful, lovely. I need like a bunch of spinoffs about literally everybody else. <laughs> I feel
1: that way too. The characters, like the family characters, were all so wonderful. There were multiple little like B and C plots that I was probably more invested in when it came to romance that we'll dive into. But I, yeah, that everybody was delightful. There's <laughs> like a very delightful cast.
0: So Melvin is with Lisa, which Lisa. Her whole thing is that she has, like, a job offer in New Zealand, but I'm actually not sure what she
1: does. She's a casting director, and the only reason I know that is because it's, like, one throwaway line that I noticed. And I thought it was interesting that it's only mentioned once because her job is mentioned so many times. Like, the fact that she has an opportunity, but the fact her actual job itself the fact that she's a casting director is only mentioned in one line when she's greeting someone
0: and i don't understand okay what is this opportunity in new zealand what does it mean is she going to be casting in new zealand is she working with the indigenous community there is she or is she casting a bunch of white people cuz i mean like i don't new zealand casting i don't
1: is she, she is she casting an American movie that's gonna be shot there? Because I feel like that is common. I mean, but, obviously but Lord of the Rings, but there's to lots go of movies. there? Yeah, but why would she need to move there? That's the question. That
0: yeah that that does not make sense, and I don't know if anyone involved actually cares. Anyway, also did it see did, did somebody mention that Melvin, like, did Melvin used to be like an actor?
1: Yeah, in this, there's also a line... So it's very funny because their work is central to them in this movie. There's a lot of rom-coms where you don't really know their job and it doesn't matter. But both of these characters have careers and yet, it's kind of confusing what their careers are. Like we know that she's a casting director. We don't know why she. We don't know why Lisa is going to New Zealand. And with with Melvin, it's mentioned once that he was a soap opera actor. Yes,
0: because right? when he meets the rapper, that's what the headline is: rapper poses with soap star.
1: Yeah, but then it's also he's supposed to be a writer, and we don't really know, like, what he's writing about. We know he has a book.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, okay. So I guess we should just do with backstory because so much of this plot is backstory. Melvin was very close with his family in, in England. And then his dad cheated on his mom. And on, I guess, it. I guess it happened on Boxing Day before Boxing Day, two years earlier, uh, the dad reveal, the dad's name is Bilal. Bilal, had a baby with another woman and ruined everything. And so then Melvin, who was supposed to propose to his girlfriend, Georgia that day, Decided not to because he was so heartbroken about his dad ruining the family. So instead of like talking to anyone or, you know, working anything out, he just gets on a plane, goes to L.A. and becomes a writer. So what my assumption is, is that he was not a writer beforehand. I think maybe it was that when he was in London, he was an actor on on whatever the soap was and he was dating Georgia who was maybe like singing like some but not famous yet and then he abruptly changed his career to writing and Georgia stuck with singing and she became like a superstar and now he's coming back because he is going to marry his new girlfriend Lisa and he wants his family to meet her
1: yeah. So yeah, I think <laughs> Yeah, no, you covered it. And like Boxing Day is a really so he says in the movie several times that they don't really celebrate Christmas, but Boxing Day is kind of this family's version of Christmas as far as this is the big family gathering. Yeah. Um this is the holiday that we we care about and so every Boxing Day like all the cousins come over and you know, people drink, people play games, they catch up and so it's very like you know, it was a big deal that his dad ruined it by announcing that he's been having an affair and that he got the other woman pregnant. And that was when he was supposed to, you know, two years back, that was when he was going to propose to his girlfriend, Georgia. And so instead of talking to her and saying, okay, that was a nightmare, but I still want to get married to you, he just ran away and he never broke up with her. He never like officially said we're over Um, He never said, I'm so disillusioned with love because of my parents or I am just so depressed. I can't, you know, he just left.
0: Yeah, he just left like a punk bitch. And so this is an interesting movie. In terms of not just the story, but the way that the director sets it up, because the director is the writer, is the star, and this is a British actor who's pretty well known, who is in *I May Destroy You*, *The Maze Runner*, *Adulthood*. You know, this is this is a guy. Oh, *Beyond the Lights*. Like this is a guy who has been working for a while, but this is his first movie, and you can you can tell because there are two major things wrong with it one it's messy like it's just not put together well like he's trying his best but it's not put together well which makes sense because it's the first film honestly this is a huge fucking project to give a beginner
1: (laughs) yeah like I feel like for a first movie that he's directing writing and starring in it's a really good job and I'd love to see what he continues to do but it's But yeah, it's a first movie. This is an ensemble cast. This is a huge cast. This is a holiday rom-com. And he
0: does not know how to juggle this cast. And there are some people in the cast who, like, only get one scene who really shouldn't. Like, it just seems like there's a problem with, like... He had, he had trouble organizing it. He had trouble figuring out which characters to focus on. He had trouble editing it. Like the best thing that I can say is that all of the black people look beautiful in this. Everyone's
1: well lit. Everyone's gorgeous. And they are given the, they're like given the framing they deserve. It's just like whether people got enough time or which plot's, were on screen for, like, one minute and then weren't resolved. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, oh, well, why did I find out about that if it's not going to get resolved?
0: <laughs> yeah. Also, I should point out, Elisa, Lisa is played by a Gen- Naomi King, who is most known for being on How to Get Away with Murder. Also that terrible movie, Birth of a Nation. So sorry, girl, you did your best. She was also in Sylvie's Love, which is another black rom-com that I actually really like. Or maybe it's like a black, like, dramedy. Anyway, it's good. You should watch it. So she's great. I mean, this cast, like, if you are a black person, like, this cast is kind of insane. Or if you're, like, British, because these are, like mostly British actors, like Marion Jean-Baptiste. Oh, my God. Love her. Goddess, just beautiful. You got to watch In Fabric. She's amazing in that. Secrets and Lies, the Mike Lee film. Really anything that she's in, is worth watching because she's great. She was even in Without a Trace, I would say. I'd watch Without yes, a Trace Yeah, Yeah, just incredible woman. I'm so happy to see her. After I saw In Fabric a couple years ago, I was just like, I hope this means that she's going to be in more movies. So I'm happy about that. We also just, we can go ahead and mention this guy since he's not in it very much, which is weird. Melvin Gregg, who plays Ian Gorgeous, the rapper. He was the breakout star in American Vandal. He is in the Netflix movie High Flying Bird, which is really good. He's in Snowfall... He's in that drunk basketball coach movie that Ben Affleck was in okay. the way back.
1: I don't know what that movie is, but based on the description, I will watch
0: it. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he he. so he's been around. And so it's very weird to me that he only gets one scene in this movie. But I felt the need to point out that they just got like a guy whose stars is really on the rise. And this is what I mean by you, you could tell this is a first timer because like this is the guy from America. And you should have done more with him.
1: I mean, and he's so charming, like he's a scene stealer. So like, charming, so charismatic. But again, like like you said, the cast is really stacked. Like really charismatic. Oh. Josh was probably one of my favorite characters. Josh is Melvin's younger brother.
0: Oh yes, and he was from the Small Axe film Alex Weedle, which you should see. A, a bunch of these actors showed up in the Small Axe movies that. Steve McQueen made that are also, um, streaming on Prime. This movie is streaming on Prime, so... That's already a thing And I mean obviously Since we haven't Like Since we didn't Like start the show By being like We
1: fucking hate this Of course you should watch it (laughs) I feel like
0: That's really obvious Yeah I do
1: I I feel like if you've Listened to this podcast Honestly even more Than a few times You can gather That if we're We don't sound Like just Buried in Deep frustration Immediately Then it's probably Not a super bad movie Yeah (laughs) Because like There are so many episodes Where we start And we're just Sighing deeply into the mic, mustering energy to speak about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You got it. We got as Bilal, Melvin's dad, we got Robbie G, which is like just a really awesome british actor has been a while that's been around for a while like he's in snatch like yeah that's a veteran (laughs) god like even thinking about Snatch, it's like going into a time warp (laughs) it's just wild (laughs) this cast is so good oh also we've got tamara lawrence as aretha but she's go she goes by bubsy in the movie and she was recently in that horror movie, Kindred, that I don't really like, but she's good in. And I mean, she's just, she's great. She's also in Small acts. I believe that she's in the one called Education, but I'm not actually sure. Anyway, she is great. What I'm saying is that everyone is great. There's so many beautiful black people. I could spend this entire episode just naming every beautiful black person. really... <laughs> We really do have to move on. So yeah, Melvin is engaged to Lisa. Lisa might be going to New Zealand. Lisa is also secretly pregnant. So there's a lot of stuff happening here. And at the beginning of the movie he proposes to her and it's oh my like God. really like she shows up and he's just like sitting there and there's like a big thing that just says marry me. And there's people like performing in there. And I'm just like, there's like a
1: band and they wait to play until she walks in and she sees these neon lights that say marry me. And then he's like, I want to marry you. <laughs> and she's like, Oh my God. But then she's, she's eaten sushi, which is later revealed. And I guess she has a reaction to it. So she throws up <laughs> She's obvious. You can obviously tell by her facial expression that she's happy about the proposal. So it it's not it.
0: Is it the sushi though? Like she says it's the sushi, but is it just that she's pregnant and she just doesn't want to tell? Him?
1: It's probably that.
0: <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So she throws up. And so then because it wasn't perfect, he takes the ring back and he's like, I'm going to do he's this like, again. Actually we're
1: like, yes, we're engaged, but also we're kind of not because I'm going to propose to you again. And she's like, ha ha ha. But also like, what the hell? like that's so weird that's some caucasian shit honestly (laughs) like i'm just like what
0: people we don't move like that like if somebody gives me a ring i'm keeping the ring yeah like we're not doing
1: this is not a dress (laughs) rehearsal you just proposed to me and i said yes we are moving forward with this proposal
0: also i should point out that leanne pinnick is in this as georgia melvin's ex-girlfriend and she is most known for being in little mix and i actually really like little mix and i really like her but the But there for me, I mean, maybe just because like I'm a nerd, there's like an elephant in the room in terms of why. Okay, she's from she's from Little Mix, but she goes by the name Georgia. And there is also another British singer named Georgia Smith who has the exact same background like jamaican dad white mom and i was just like why is she going but i don't know because it's a person that exists it's
1: weird that's really funny it's just
0: like why not just have georgia smith play herself they're like maybe they asked georgia
1: smith and she was like (laughs) i can't i'm not available and they're like okay well basically we're gonna have leanne be you (laughs)
0: It was just so funny because they kept on saying Georgia and I was just like, but there's already a black British singer named Georgia. That's
1: really funny. (laughs) I didn't know that, but I love that. It does make me wonder if they talked to the actual Georgia and they wanted to cast her and it didn't work out for whatever reason. Yeah. Because it would be kind of shady and or creepy if they didn't. (laughs) And then she sees the movie and she's like, okay, so this is me. (laughs) I am in this movie, but I am not in this movie.
0: Oh, my God. And we've also got Steven Dylan or Delane, who's like a British actor who's in Game of Thrones. See, I didn't watch Game of Thrones. He was in The Hours. I remember that because I've seen The Hours because I'm a sad bitch. I don't watch Game of
1: Thrones. It, this is actually <laughs> hilarious that we both don't watch Game of Thrones or didn't watch Game of Thrones. No. Like the statistics of us... <laughs> hosting a podcast that's about (laughs) movies. You know, it's about things on the screen and we haven't watched Game of Thrones. That's pretty funny. And I never
0: will. Like, I think I watched a few episodes that Jason Momoa was in, but that was just because he was in them. And then when he died, I (laughs) I I definitely
1: saw, I mean, I've definitely seen a few episodes. I feel like it's impossible to not see a few episodes, but... Yeah, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. No, <laughs>
0: I had no idea what was going on. I was just like, "There's a hot man here." Okay, you're
1: like, "All right, I'm fine with this." Uh, Stephen Delane is like the white he's guy. He's the white
0: guy that that Melvin's mom Shirley, who played by Marion Jean Baptiste, is dating, and it's and it's so funny because the moment because usually in these movies when they put a white man with a black woman, it's just like the weirdest fucking white man in the world. Like you just fucking couldn't imagine it. Yeah, this guy.
1: I get it. I I thought it made sense too. I get it entirely. I actually felt like they made sense as a couple. They
0: do. They, yeah, they make sense as a couple. I also think he's kind of handsome, and I just like I was just, just like he's he's just like a he's he's a cute old man. Like I'm yeah. into it.
1: Yeah, and he's they, just like a nice little white guy <laughs> who likes her. <laughs>
0: he, he really does. He likes her, and he respects her, and he's also in a lot of these movies. The white guy will just, like, talk over the black person and you, and he's doing it, like... You know, he's coming from a good place, but it's just, like, weird. And this is a guy who just shuts the fuck up when he's supposed to shut the fuck up. And I really appreciate that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's just like, okay... Cause like their, I feel like their plot is one of the ones that was, we were was given so- the beginning of that plot and then it never really, I mean, I know it's technically resolves in that ending scene, but like it never, it's a loose end and it's basically, she's worried about telling her kids that she's dating him because she's afraid that they're going to feel weird about the fact that he's white and he's kind of like, okay, so are you embarrassed by me? And she's like, no, it's not that it's complicated.
0: And the way that she explains it I really like because she's essentially like we grew up in a time and like if you if you don't know about this time, small acts once again, it will tell you it's a good primer for this kind of thing. But she was like, I raised my children in a time where, you know, it where it was very hard to be black in England. I mean, it still is, but where it was, like, more overt. And so she was like, I, I worked really hard to make sure that they loved themselves, and so then I would wanted, like, my romantic love to reflect the love that I was trying to teach them. And, like, yeah. that is honestly one of the best ways of describing that. I thought that, that, that scene heard. was
1: really beautiful and well-written, because I was, like... Yeah, I was really curious what that conversation was going to be like, because this dynamic has been on screen before, for sure. But oftentimes it feels like it's not fully there's not actually a conversation about it. Yeah. And I really loved the way she's like, yeah. So it's not about it's not about, oh, I can't like you because you're white. It's more about I'm showing them love and then it makes you love yourself. And I felt like his character, he wasn't like, oh, I totally get it. But he also wasn't like, I don't get it. He was like, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could cool. tell you could just you could tell by like the look on his face. Like he was processing it. He was thinking about it. He was taking it seriously. Which is like, once again, Bar is in hell usually, but like I actually think that he was really great. And a very good motto for like when you are casting a white man with a black woman think about who would compliment who. Like, this this is not hard. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, it's really not. So they're coming, so Lisa and Melvin are coming back, and also Georgia has been cheated on by Gorgeous, and that's all in the news, so they've broken up. And I don't know what Melvin's deal, like, I don't know if Melvin was just, like, trying to be a good guy, because, like, when they get, When they're like, I think it was like at the airport. It's at the airport. It's like right when they
1: land in London.
0: And they run into Gorgeous and he takes a picture. And it's, I don't know if it was him just trying to be like, okay, yeah, I'm taking a picture with my ex's boyfriend. I'm trying to be good. Maybe he wasn't paying attention to the news and didn't know that she was being cheated on. Or if he did know. The thing about Melvin is, is that it's really impossible to know what he's thinking. Yes. Because this actor is not good at directing himself.
1: Yeah, which makes sense. Like, how do you direct yourself if you haven't directed consistently? Yeah, he it's very hard to read Melvin in, like, what his internal processing is. And so it's like you have to wait until he reveals in these big speeches. But I think that it would be a lot easier to feel invested in him if we could see what he's feeling truly and not just his reactions to other people's reactions to him. It's like he's reacting to Lisa. He's reacting to Georgia. But how does he actually feel? Yeah. When they're in the airport, I feel like he has purposefully just not looked at anything about Georgia. That was my take. Yeah. He he knows that she's famous now, but you know, a lot of, there are a lot of conversations in the movie where family members are like, Oh, did you see she's blown up? It's so amazing. She has all these, you know, top charting songs and you were, you were with her when she was just starting out and, and that there, yeah, there's a lot there because the family obviously loves Georgia and that's a whole thing to get into but i feel like he just avoided like he probably blocked her name on twitter on google all of it yeah. and so when he saw gorgeous he probably knew that they were dating but i feel like that's it he's just like oh hey yeah you you don't exist i have not thought about the past and of course he hasn't told lisa anything lisa has no idea that his ex is a famous singer in london and that he never actually really broke up with her and that his whole family loves her and that his mom is best friends with her mom so lisa's going to meet his family for the first time on Boxing Day after he ghosted his family and his ex. This is such a shitty position to put your fiancé, who now doesn't have a ring, in.
0: <laughs> it, it really... This guy sucks. <laughs> this guy sucks. From the moment like you... That's so much information not to tell her. And like usually it's, you know, it's like a wacky coincidence kind of thing. Oh, we're going home and there's like stuff. But it's like it's usually that you do, that he didn't tell the parents about the girl, which I mean he didn't, but that's usually, like, the big thing. It's not usually you didn't tell the girl about the parents or, or like, yeah. anything. Because she just, she just has to come in blind and it's just, like, really unfair. It's so
1: unfair because it's already intimidating enough to meet someone's whole family and their extended family all at one time. It's not like she gets to meet, you know, his brother first or his sister first or his mom first. It's like... You are meeting multiple people at once. You are plunged into these big celebrations where everyone already has their inside jokes and their dynamics and everything. And then there's this whole X situation on top. Uh, uh-uh, That's bullshit. <laughs> it's bullshit to put your partner in that position.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's like they show. So then they show up, it takes the photo with gorgeous. And then Georgia had Georgia finds out and Georgia sees it and she's freaked out and, George's assistant is Melvin's sister. Aretha Bubsy is there and she's just like, oh my God. And then Melvin goes on TV to talk about his book. And then he mentions that he's engaged and Georgia sees that and everybody sees that. Everybody's just going on TV saying all kinds of shit, man. Like it's it's so crazy. How these people have managed to avoid each other so much And they're always going on TV saying their whole business
1: That's what's so funny to me (laughs) Is like this weird I'm gonna ghost everyone But also I'm gonna go on TV And be like I'm back with my fiance None of you knew about If you're
0: gonna ghost your family man Like why would you get Why would you decide to be famous Like like, like if you're gonna ghost your family Then why don't you just like Like hang out in obscurity dude Like what did you think was going to happen Either
1: ghost your life or get famous, trying to do both unless you are some performance artist and you have an alter ego you're sticking to or you do some sort of see a you know, wig on your face situation, it's not going to work. This is,
0: I mean, this guy, this guy really has the nerve. And so George is in her feelings. Bubsy's in her feelings. Melvin's in his feelings. And Lisa's like, I don't know what's going She's on. She's like,
1: what, feel, what, what are all these feelings? <laughs> what are these feelings? Well, it's <laughs> interesting because like, okay, so Georgia, like we meet her. And so Bubsy is Melvin's sister, and she's also kind of, like, the manager for Georgia. It's not clear, but it feels like she is definitely tied to her career. Like, they're not just friends. Yeah,
0: she says that, they say that she's the assistant, but then, like, their brother, Josh, is just like, you're not even, like, officially her assistant or something like that. But it's like, I don't know, she's doing everything that an assistant does. Yeah, I
1: feel like it's one of those situations where they're old friends. Georgia actually feels comfortable with her. And she's like, well, I make enough money. I could just pay you to hang out with me and do stuff sometimes. And that's kind of Bubsy's deal. And Bubsy's like, yeah, great.
0: Yeah, she just like loves her friend. They're very, they're very cute together as friends. Like I, like I believe it. Yeah. I like it. like a lot of the relationships in this movie are really, really good. Like the mom and her boyfriend, I get it. When the dad show, when Bilal shows up later, I'm just like, yeah. Like Bilal- Bilal's okay. hot. He's so hot. <laughs> and he I'm just sorry. Like, he comes into a room and I'm just like, oh my God. Of course this is a man with a second family. Like. Yeah, no, this
1: man has second family energy. Like he is dressed. <laughs> like you know he just put on his lotion like he is ready just really just a, he is a, ready to ruin a beautiful <laughs> ruin Jamaican someone's man. day yeah really
0: yeah and so it's just it's also weird because like people keep on like being like oh you're just like your father and it's like melvin wishes that he had this drip
1: like oh are we god. kidding are we serious yeah they're just saying you're like your father in the mistakes they're not saying it in the charm that's the funny thing they're never like you're so charming like your father they're like you are really fucking you're up like, your dad. Shit, <laughs> they're like, like wow, your dad just like wow you have second family energy but not in the drippy way <laughs> just in the lack of emotional accountability way oh my god
0: and also just like and then aside like george's parents are super funny they're never in like a scene together but george's parent like she just has like this nice white mom and it's one of those things where like when you see her i'm just like what is this white woman doing here and then she was like oh that's my georgia and it's like oh <laughs> yeah
1: yeah claire skinner is just like the mom there she's
0: just like i'm just i'm just white she's just I'm the just white lady to be here <laughs> uh like she's not she's you know she's she's friends with everyone she's also like I think way more respectful than like anyone else there. Like she knows that she could step out of line at any second.
1: Yeah. She has like a healthy fear of stepping out of line. And so she's just like, okay, there's one, (laughs) there's one point where she's just like, I like Indian food and I don't know why it came up. Maybe I was spacing (laughs) out, but it it was so funny to me. (laughs) It was really, she's like, I like Indian curry. And I was like, okay, yeah.
0: Also like her husband, uh, who is like, you know, your traditional Jamaican uncle, he, at first, he's just like, oh, Melvin's bringing this American girl, and is she even black? And, like, how did, what did, why didn't you want my Georgia? And then somebody's just like, your wife is literally white (laughs) (laughs) and he's just like he's basically like no but at the time that i got with her it was like a basically it's just like it was like a revolutionary thing we were shaking the table like that's (laughs) a different that's
1: so hilarious it's just like that's so real like yes (laughs) that man is such a real person (laughs) 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 he's like actually when i did it it was part of the revolution (laughs) but when other people do it it's suspect
0: <laughs> Man, I love that. That guy's great. There's like, yeah, there's like a
1: whole the like, uncles table were, of uncles. Can we talk about the uncles? The
0: uncles, I fucking, love I love the
1: uncles. And there's like a scene where Lisa's playing with like, oh my
0: god, and she's doing that. I loved the when Melvin's like she's doing a Jufaken accent because it's like whenever I say Jufaken, nobody knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, but then when he said it, I was like, okay, I'm not crazy. This no, is the thing she <laughs> told, well, like
1: she told was it was very funny it's, and it was very funny because and he's like and the uncles are loving it and they were they were like okay <laughs> yeah, they were like she's got attitude she's
0: got spunk
1: we like this yeah she's just throwing down with the uncles and, and meanwhile so georgia georgia and, and lisa meet before georgia realizes and lisa realizes that they both are you know stuck on Melvin? And right? Lisa's
0: like a fan.
1: Yeah, Lisa's a fan, and so she's like, "Oh my gosh, it's so nice to meet you." Oh, I got to introduce you to my fiance. And George is like, "Yeah, totally." And then she points. Lisa points at Melvin, and Georgia just leaves. And oh, then there's like man. there's one of those shenanigan scenes where like everybody's running around, and Lisa's like, "What is going on? I'm so confused." And then there's the reveal and it's like Georgia's mad at Lisa for some reason. And Lisa's reasonably mad at Melvin. And I mean, they're all mad at Melvin. And then because Georgia's family is best friends with Melvin's family, she comes through on boxing day. So when Lisa is sitting and holding court with the uncles, Georgia comes in and everyone's like, Oh my God, Georgia. And they're all like, and I mean, it's very clear. So it's interesting. And I thought this dynamic, I liked this dynamic because it felt very realistic in ways. Where the family obviously loves Georgia. they obviously are mad at Melvin for how he treated her and and they should be because that's bullshit to ghost on someone that you were going to propose to mm-hmm. um, yeah. but they're also friendly to Lisa, like yeah they're they're not they're not like mean to Lisa. I mean, there's definitely awkward moments and there's moments that I think were shitty for Lisa where people are kind of bringing up Georgia and like, how the fuck is Lisa supposed to respond? But yeah. the family's kind of just letting this drama happen. Cause they're like, well, Melvin's messy. So
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. And I felt, and I felt that was very real. Like a lot of like, it's very rare. I mean, it's very rare in a rom-com to see a black family at all, but to like see them, to see how they would react to like a wacky, rom-com situation and it felt very real to me because it's like and this is how i'd be thinking too it's like okay shit's gonna hit the fan at some point but what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna have a good time and then we (laughs) and then when the shit hits the fan it's like okay we'll react then but it's like as long as you're here and you're being respectful there's no reason to start shit until the shit starts like, instead yeah. of just like the wacky thing that white people do, where like, because like, I figure, like, if this was like a white family, it would just be like a bunch of people in the corner. It's like, oh my god, she's here. And then, oh my god, someone else is here. And then, oh my god, oh, it's just for like sure. everybody's just like standing by the window and just like being like, weird and w- whispering. Like, <laughs> like, there's really
1: intense tension, but no one's directly speaking to it.
0: Yeah. And instead, it's just like everybody is keeping their feelings to themselves. Very much of my culture. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: But, like, there, there's definitely eye contact people are making with each other. You know, there's statements being made, but it's also just like, oh, well, whatever. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) And I mean, God, Melvin. Okay, but before we get to the problem with Melvin, because there is a big problem with Melvin, (laughs) we should talk about Josh. So, for some reason, Josh... Is in a conflict with his cousin, who's always beating the shit out of him. I don't (laughs) really understand why you would like, I understand your cousin. Like, you know, I've gotten in like play fights with my, with my cousins, especially my boy cousins when I was younger. But like, the frequency to which this man is whooping this boy's ass is
1: Out of control. It's out of control. Yeah. Because (laughs) so like the first time we meet Josh, I feel like Josh is one of the characters that we have the least context for when we first see him on screen. He's just in a mall. Yeah. And then his cousin comes up and basically like pins him against the wall and is like, why are you leaving hearts on my girlfriend's Instagram? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, why are you leaving all these hearts? And Josh is just like, oh, I just appreciate her. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing anything. Um, And they get in this conflict and he's like, I thought you weren't together anymore. Josh is like immediately established as funny. Like he's charming. He's funny. He kind of like he's smart in that moment, which of course gets him beat up.
0: (laughs) Here's the thing about Josh. As much as I like Josh and I do and I really like this actor. I really do. He's really amazing. in Alex Weedle, this director does not have what it takes to juggle all these characters and if I were going to make cuts it would be Josh and his entire plot
1: I agree it doesn't really feel it feels like it's in a different movie like it almost feels weird when Josh is with uh, in the scenes with the whole family and when he meets Lisa because it feels like all the scenes about his plot are just in this other movie
0: yeah and that's the thing like it's like it's like an editing issue he's into this girl Named Allison, which I only know that because I checked on IMDb because I don't know if anybody really says her name. She's in that prime show, Hannah, which is based on that movie that I have not seen. And so he he wants Allison. His cousin is dating Allison. It's a weird thing because, like... It kind of just seems like it's being shot like from the point of view of a person who doesn't know what's going on. Because all we see is Josh getting his ass whooped yeah, his cousin yelling at him and Allison just being annoyed with everything. And there's got to be more to it than that. Like, we don't know why Allison is with this guy. We don't know why Allison isn't interested in the... cousin. We don't know why he even is into Allison. And if I were to rewrite this movie, what I would do is put Josh into the house more and just make him part of the conflict. Like, he can be the nice young boy like it's like you know he's watching this love triangle unfold with like his older brother and like his sisters involved and like he can comment on that and maybe like he likes a girl at school and he's like watching stuff and he's like trying to figure out what to do like there's a way where he could have been part of the main plot because what they do with him instead does not work especially because the whole time I was thinking why is she with the cousin like why wouldn't she break up with him the first time she watched him beat his cousin's ass like it just doesn't it just she doesn't really get to like speak her piece until the end yeah we don't even
1: see her until the end and I
0: think that that's kind of weird and, I'm like, it just kind of makes her look bad that she would date somebody who does that.
1: Yeah, I don't think she knows, though. I don't think she knows that he's been beating him up. Because she's not even in the scenes when he's beating him up until the end. So I feel like she just knows... Oh Josh is kind of like f- nice to me And flirts and then I'm dating this guy Who's like kind of a bad boyfriend And meanwhile they're having this whole Like cousin conflict about Who gets to be with her and of course Josh is A romantic and he's like I'm really into Her for all these reasons and his cousin is just like She's mine like very possessive And so yeah it. I agree with you I feel like Josh would be better Suited to just be part Of the main plot with all of the Family and like make funny like Be funny and, and engage with his brother, like talking to Melvin more or interact. Maybe he could become friends with Lisa. I feel like, yeah, he, right. He would, because he, yeah, I
0: think that, that would have been good.
1: Cause I mean, he does have a really good conversation with Georgia at one point where he's trying to get advice and it feels like he feels like a character who would be friends with women. So I actually think it could have been sweet if we saw him befriend Lisa while she's feeling alienated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the cousin is um Joseph played by Samson K.O. And like, I'm sure that he is good in other things. He is not good in this. And I don't know why he's here.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, his character was written so one dimensional. Like he's just mad. Like there's like, like all his lines are just like, get the fuck away from her. I'm going to beat you up now. And, and we have no other context. We don't see him in anything else unless I missed him. I don't even see him there on boxing day. I just see. No,
0: he's not. He, he, he shows up just to beat, uh, Josh. Like, he's not even like, like oh, yeah, hey. He's not even like, hey, auntie. So, like, how do you... <laughs> like, how is this your cousin? <laughs> exactly.
1: And, uh, yeah, and Josh is just so in his feelings. He's, like, very much in the, I'm gonna write her a poem. And, you know, I mean, he's a little cutie. Yeah. I don't know how old his character is supposed to be. I assume, like, 17, 18, something like yeah. that. But this is definitely a side plot that could have been cut. And I think, I think that's one of the things about this movie that doesn't work is... Like you said, there's a lot of characters. I I do feel like it's trying to do a love actually thing where there's all these different plots. But this movie really does have a central plot, like a very obvious central plot.
0: And I think that it would be much tighter and it would be a much stronger movie because the thing that makes me mad about this movie is that it has all of the ingredients to be a classic and it just needs to be edited down if this was like 90 minutes like i'd be talking about like you need to watch this like every holiday like we all need to yeah and, and, that, and that's what mi- it makes me so mad it's so w- close when you watch them yeah exactly because it's so close because here's here's the way that you fix the script and honestly i should i should get paid for this this should be my job i'm very good Script at this. doctor there is a love triangle with the mom her boyfriend her ex-husband there's a love triangle with the son her ex Like, uh, Lisa, that's it. Those are the two love triangles. We just fucking watch them play out. They're, they're. They're the two things that are intrinsically connected to each other and they reflect on each other. Well, yeah, because there is this whole exchange
1: between Melvin and his dad about like the cycle of like how his dad is in relationships and how Melvin's reacting to what his dad did to his mom. But then also he's kind of doing some of the same things. And and I actually really love that scene between him and his dad. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's really it's a really beautiful scene. You know, they're at a bar and it's. I mean, well, I guess we haven't gotten to the big fight scene, so we'll go to that first. Yeah, but no,
0: yeah, no, that's such a great scene. And me, I was just like. Yeah, like I was I was having a moment with that, but yeah. So, oh, also, I think that they could have easily had Georgia show up on Boxing Day and go- gorgeous, um, <laughs> Georgia, Gor- Georgia, and gorgeous. How was that even? Yeah, work? yeah. I, I, we oh okay, have... yeah,
1: gorgeous. Literally, just like is he, nothing out of like, the he's movie.
0: Gorgeous should have come back and like tried to get Georgia back, and it doesn't even have to like end well. Like she can still end up alone because it's it's clear that's what she needs. But that would have added confused. to this shenanigans yeah. if you're
1: gonna have the amount of shenanigans that are here then like tune them all in right yeah
0: all the shenanigans that's the thing all the shenanigans should have happened at in the, the same fucking time house. that's what so you that do when, especially so that later on when um Shirley is like everybody get out of my house like it would be it would have so much more impact if we had just spent most of the movie in the house
1: yeah definitely or at least like had an act that's mostly there but it's trying to be in so many locations yeah And I think, yeah, so the, okay, we'll get to the fight scene since we were kind of, yeah, we were leading up to it. So Lisa is playing and drinking with the uncle. She's playing cards. And then Georgia comes in and everyone's like, oh my God, hey. And Georgia sits down and is like, you don't know how to, basically like, you don't know how to hang. And they immediately, they are going to war. Uh Like Lisa and Georgia, they are making passive aggressive statements to each other. They're making, like they are, Going in and everyone's kind of like, ha ha ha. But I was like, OK, this is happening. Yeah. And and it's it seems at first like they're just going to hang out the whole holiday and just, you know, jab each other a little. But then it escalates. I'm trying to remember the exact statement that escalated it. I know that Georgia was kind of saying something about like, oh, you're taking this seriously. And Lisa was like, yes, I take, you know, my relationship oh, very she, seriously. Uh, uh,
0: Lisa says that Georgia can't keep a man <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Which? <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. It's so classic. It's so wonderful <laughs> and awful. It's so wonderfully awful. Yes. And like, yeah, so they blow up, they're in a fight, and then Georgia leaves or she goes outside, and that's where Melvin is. And of course, this whole time while they're arguing, Melvin's like not there. It's like he's like outside he's or a he's little,
0: just. He's such a little punk bitch. Like, like I'm like, you're not even
1: there while they're fighting over no, you. What the fuck, dude? So no. he's outside, and then Georgia's like, are you nervous? And he's like, what? And she's like, well, your fiancé's upset inside and you're outside with your ex. And he's like, huh? And then he's just like, I guess we should kiss. (laughs) I mean, he doesn't say that, but that's basically his energy. So they (laughs) kiss. And then Lisa, of course, comes outside. Such an idiot. Lisa comes outside at that moment while they're kissing. And then she, understandably so, is like, what the fuck? And she starts running. And Melvin's chasing her. And he's like, Lisa, no, wait. You don't understand. It's not... What I mean, it is what it looks like, but it's it doesn't matter. But you shouldn't respond. I mean,
0: she also like serenades him earlier. We forgot to mention that she has like a little concert and she just basically sings a love song while making direct eye contact with him, which is.
1: So oh, yeah. I mean, I was worried for the Georgia character because like I understand being mad at an ex or like, you know, that getting over something takes a while. But the fact that it's been two years and, and you she st- and she sees him with someone new and she's just like, you know what, I'm going to be awful to this woman And try to get him back.
0: (laughs) Well, okay, so yeah, I think that we need to go into what's wrong with Melvin. So it's a mix of things, right? It's like this director doesn't know how to direct himself, but there's also just the fact that, and he seems like a very lovely man, you know? He seems like very talented. Yeah. Um, I don't want it to make it seem like I'm insulting him, but he's just mid. Like, you have to know. (laughs) It's, It's just, and it's not, and it's not even like, and I don't mean that, like he's like not attractive. What I mean is that, like the way that he carries himself, his facial hair, his hair, like he's just not put together enough for I think if he all of this business. I think if he
1: was styled different
0: in this movie,
1: or, I think I think that you know, I think yeah. that's some of it, totally. yeah. he's not. I mean, if his dad took him shopping.
0: Yeah, because like the thing is, he doesn't know how to dress. His facial hair is like very weak. That's a it's a very weak goatee, and it doesn't connect. Like if your goatee doesn't connect, like it's just time. It's time to it's time to package it. Um.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're just looking at me. <laughs> no, because like this matters. Like that's the thing. Like we're talking about a British Caribbean boy. Like those boys know how to dress. And the thing is, is that everyone around him knows how to dress. The uncles know how to dress. Like what, how can you be
1: surrounded? Like that's true. How can you be surrounded with so
0: much style and you're just like walking around and like, it just makes it seem like it makes the Georgia thing make sense because she grew up with him. So she grew up thinking that he was the shit, but like, (laughs) when it comes time for the fighting, like not only is he just like not really put together, like physically he's not really put together emotionally and he's not really good at communicating and he's always running away like a little bitch and it just kind of (laughs) sucks just kind of sucks
1: yeah he does and it's and it's interesting because like you at the beginning i mean you have context for why the women like him at the beginning but then i don't think we get enough more of it right because with the opening with Lisa, like, he does this very romantic proposal. He's writing this book. Their life feels very exciting. It makes sense that she's excited to be with him. And with Georgia, she has this history with him. You know, they grew up together. They they invested in each other's dreams. They believed in each other. And then she, didn't, she never got any closure, right? Yeah. But we don't get enough from Melvin during the middle of the movie. You no, know? Like, yeah. we don't get to see why these women are so into him in the middle of the movie. Cause it just feels like he's reacting to them being frustrated or confused, you know, uh, yeah. Georgia, Georgia singing at him or Lisa being like, what the hell is going on? Well, the thing
0: about Melvin is that like, we don't know who he is. Yeah. Like we don't know who he is at yeah. all. And like we really don't get a ton Of clues either because when they Talk about him in the past they always talk About him in the context of him in Georgia not in the Context of who he is and so It's like the backstory isn't helping him The performance isn't helping him and I'm Looking at his Wikipedia photo right now and it's like This is a put together man like this is A man with juice this is a man With flavor so it's like
1: No he's handsome so
0: yeah so What happened guys? No I Totally
1: agree with you I totally Agree with you also one thing that I kept thinking of with both Georgia and Lisa these are women who have a lot going on I mean Georgia is famous right she it's not like she can't meet men it's not like she doesn't have things to focus on in her life Lisa has this job offer she is there they both have a lot going for them so I think that makes it harder to believe that they would be so obsessed with him if they don't if we don't see more of who he is, you know, if both of them were in really horrible places in their life and they didn't have as much going on, it would make more sense for him to be in the center, but they both have a lot going on. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair with Lisa, once she sees the kiss, she's like, okay, yeah, no, fuck this. Yeah. (laughs) Like I'm out.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. What's funny is that like, we don't even have the whole like arrested development, like her thing, like everybody's talking shit. Till the moment that she walks into the room. And then to everyone's credit, everyone realizes that she is one of the most beautiful people they've ever seen.
1: Yes. (laughs) Like,
0: immediately. So it just makes this whole thing, like... I kind of wish that that the tone of this was like, this guy is really fucking lucky and he really needs to fix it. As opposed to... They, these girls are working so hard because they shouldn't
1: have to. I agree so much. I, I completely agree with that. I mean, of course, so this is where the movie goes into full rom-com mode, right? Because how does he fix this? How does he fix this situation that has blown up? Mm. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I I think I'm still processing how I feel about some of the choices at the end. I actually liked the choice to have the women talk to each other. So there's a scene where Georgia and Lisa talk and Georgia invites Lisa to meet her and she apologizes. And she's like, I'm really sorry. I was taking out my feelings on you. It was not cool. And they they make up and, you know, she's like, do you love him? And Lisa's like, yeah, I do. She's kind of like, unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how I would feel. And I liked that the movie had the women talk to each other before trying to fix the rest of everything because... We do watch the women fight, and we do watch the women try so hard. And I like that it acknowledged that they needed to talk to each other, but also that they both are like, "This is all Melvin's fault." I'm glad that that was in there <laughs> because it really <laughs> it was. Is. Like, I was glad that that was all in yeah. there because it, it helped make the end of the movie make more sense. Yeah, in an emotional arc way. Yeah. So basically, this is when we get the conversation between Melvin and his dad. So he's yeah. like, oh, "Holy shit! Right I just scene. ruined everything." Yep you know my my fiance of course Lisa tells him that she's pregnant but only when she's like going away and he's like why didn't you tell me and she's just like well what the fuck look at what you're doing bye so he goes he talks to his dad he's like she's pregnant but she hates me and his dad his dad is just can we talk about like the shot of this bar scene? Like the lighting. Like- oh
0: my God. It was like, thank you for reminding me that I can watch Lovers Rock whenever I want.
1: Because
0: yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh my God. It's just like this nice like Caribbean club. The lights are dark. Like he's the MC, like literally the MC, like introducing the music and just like being really charming. There's like one couple that's out on the dance floor that's just like very quietly like whining with each other and and they're just like and melvin in the most like okay you're playing a character scene he's just like smoking a blunt i'm just like finally something character yeah i don't even know what this fucking book is about man like <laughs> yeah exactly and it's just like sitting down in the booth with his dad just being like man i fucked up
1: <laughs> yeah and his dad's just like Yeah, but I I like that his dad is very honest. His dad gets kind of vulnerable about having to deal with the fact that he fucked up and regretting it and, you know, not really knowing how to move forward. And Melvin confronts him. He's like, yeah, it's easy for you to say, oh, congratulations, go fix things. You were a shitty dad. (laughs) He's just like, yeah, it's not exciting for me to get someone pregnant if we're not together and she's not happy with me. They have a really honest exchange and it's not... It's not a magical movie exchange where everything's fixed and we found the answer. It's a normal actual life exchange where they're like, fuck, well, (laughs) his dad, Bilal, is like, here's how I have moved through and here's how I want to change. And, you know, I believe you can and you're way more honest with yourself than I was at your age. So... I have a lot of hope for you. And I really loved that. I loved that scene and the scene between Georgia and Lisa, I think were two things that made this movie really stand out from a lot of movies that have these kinds of plots.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I was, I was I was very pleasantly surprised. I mean, and also just like this dad, I just I also love that this dad just knows that he fucked up. Like every scene, he's just like I know. Like he runs into his his ex wife and her boyfriend, and he's just like you know you gotta he does the whole like you got you've got a good woman. And you can tell that he's being really sincere and that he really is just like, man, <laughs> man, don't, don't fuck with it like I did.
1: Exactly. Like, really and don't you, do this. And you
0: can tell that this white man's just like, no, I got this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have no wandering eye. I don't have that problem, sir. Exactly. <laughs>
1: He's just happy to be there. He
0: really is just happy to be there. He's like, this black woman is talking to me, and she doesn't find me annoying. This is great.
1: He's like, cool. <laughs> uh,
0: love a man who's just happy to be there.
1: Exactly. He understood the assignment. Oh he my really God. did.
0: But Bilal just so...
1: Oh man, that
0: <laughs> that's, that's a man that he can he can ruin my life. I'm I know, that.
1: right? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I get it. I yeah,
0: I, yeah, I totally get it. So yeah, they have they have the talk, and then he's like, I got to stop. And then it becomes like, oh no, she's going to New Zealand, and he's got to catch her beforehand. This is basically resolved with him running into Georgia, and then Georgia sings the same song. That was played for the proposal And then he proposes again And she says yes Like everybody's there And it's so Listen Georgia Braver than the troops I would not do that
1: No (laughs) No no. I feel like Georgia was like Okay I over I really stepped over some lines, so I'm going to overcorrect. And luckily it worked. (laughs) I would just be like, I'm going to stay very far away from Melvin and all of his relationships forever. And just pretend none of this happened.
0: It is crazy that she does this. And I know that part of it is just that, like, she's a singer and she needed another she needed another song because she sings two songs in this movie and like, they're both like, Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So she
1: needed to sing another song, but it's just, it's
0: crazy.
1: It really is. (laughs) It's So I was like, this is when the movie, cause I feel like this movie, like it, it's very much a holiday rom-com it very much has shenanigans but it also does deal with the emotional realities of a lot of aspects in ways that you know love actually doesn't quite yeah but then there's mov- there's moments like this where it is fully taking advantage of the suspension of disbelief of the genre and you know what sure <laughs>
0: it is yeah it, it it's wild that she does this like she honestly deserves like a purple heart she 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 thank you for your service
1: Seriously? i could never no never. no definitely not <laughs>
0: <laughs> um and also the the thing with the the thing with josh and the cousin is resolved with like her final like the girl finally talking and being like i don't want either of you but you but you little boy you're nice um and yeah that's basically it. like
1: keep it up for someone else and again that was one of those things where i would have liked that choice i would have liked the choice of having the girl not want to be a prize if it made sense with the rest of the movie but since that side plot felt so separate from the main meat of the movie it. I agree with you that it could have been cut, and I love Josh. I love that actor, so I want him to stay in the movie. It just. Yeah. It just didn't really need to be there. I was like, oh, okay, so we just watch all of this for nothing to happen.
0: Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. And. <laughs> the the oh no I'm dating a white man plot is just resolved by him, him singing him like him like obviously borrowing a shirt from one of the uncles. like yes. That shirt that he was wearing is like, no, that's not your shirt. And him just like singing with her ex-husband and then the ex-husband basically like giving them his blessing on stage. And it's just like, once again, could not be me. Could yeah, not be me. No. No. Like I, like, I feel like he's like playing the long game. It's just like, if I'm I nice like- to this white man long enough, I can get
1: I was cracking up so much (laughs) at this. Like I'm going to wingman you with my (laughs) ex-wife. Like I fucked up so bad and I know that she's amazing. So here's a shirt. And then like, he's like wearing a hat later i was like this is like, i was like (laughs) i was like dying
0: this guy this white man he is really he's trying his best he's he's doing what he needs to do he's just he's happy to be here he doesn't want to fuck it up (laughs) everybody's just like okay bye bye dude he's like bye <laughs> oh my god! Every like everyone in this movie acts like way way chiller than they need to be about certain things. Like like I'm like I mentioned that like the chillness at the beginning makes sense, but the chillness at the end truly does not. No, like, it
1: doesn't. Everyone's like, well,
0: that was crazy. Everybody just like <laughs> must must. Have, I like would love. There's like a scene like a, a deleted scene where everybody gets high
1: because that's really. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's, that's, that's the only way I would believe that any of this would happen.
1: I I do like, so this movie, when you read about it, it says it was inspired by Amal Amin's life. And I just need to know, like, obviously, I assume, I mean, his real dad is named Bilal. So I assume that a lot of the family characters are based on people he is close to or knows, but I'm curious if any of the love story is based on his life. (laughs) Like did this actor in real life have a love triangle that he, I would assume heightened for the movie or is it more just this is based on his life as far as like the experience of growing up in London and being in a Caribbean family. I, I'm very curious. I want to know if any of these plots are from his life.
0: Yeah. I, I really do need to know. Cause I did not know that and I'm screaming internally. Like, yeah, what? like I'm
1: looking, <laughs> I'm looking right now and I'm like, I just, <laughs> Like, I just want to find out, like, what if that singer was his ex, (laughs) the real one?
0: (laughs) And it's just like, I want to reiterate again, this is a handsome man. What I'm saying is, is that facial hair is really like makeup and contouring for men. And it really does make or break a look. Yes. No, (laughs) we
1: have plenty of times where we've talked about actresses that we think are beautiful and how the makeup that is done on them in a movie is unflattering. And I think this is the equivalent of that. Yeah. If, if the character of Melvin was styled a little different, he's handsome and it would have helped carry some of the elements of this plot. Yeah. As far as just the love triangle. Because the itself. whole
0: time he just looks like depressed. I'm just like, Why <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> why why do you care about this man who can't even like keep up his facial? Yeah, hair? I was My like, God. Have I seen
1: him at an open mic? <laughs> 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 i mean i like i would say people can watch this movie oh yeah totally you know i i want i want to see if he directs more movies because i do think again for a first movie this is really good
0: yeah i think that i think that he really you know he was a little overwhelmed and that's understandable but he shows a lot of promise
1: yeah definitely and it's a great cast and If you're listening... Oh, and thank you, Alexis Garcia Kelly, for suggesting this. We have a few more requests that we'll be covering the next few weeks. And if you are a patron and you have never put in your request, if you're a $5 or above patron, please send it to us and we will cover it in the next, you know, couple months. Obviously, our theme song is Clutch Douglas. And I hope that everybody is drinking water and going on your little mental health walks and... You know, having hot cocoa or wine or whatever little treats you like, mm. being nice to yourself.
0: Yeah, please be nice to yourself.
1: We appreciate you. You can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram. We have a TikTok, and I'm Bronwyn Isaac. I'm Jordan Searles. Bye. Bye. Uh,
0: yeah. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump the uh, Yeah. Back it up. Uh-uh, yeah. Let's go this truck.